Hi everyone and welcome to the November recap episode of Pure Dead Gaming Afterlife. I'm absolutely fucked. So if you're expecting some sort of witty intro about how Donnie can't stay off the drink or how punk is a stereotypical Irishman, you've caught me on the wrong month. I, I just can't do it. So with that said, now that I've buried everything in the intro and introduced this month's participants, how the fuck are you doing? Very well, thank you, Craig. Fucking superb. Thank you, Craig. Still nurse. Well, it's not quite nursing the two-day hangover anymore, thankfully. That wasn't pleasant. Living the gimmick. That wasn't pleasant, man. But I feel right as rain now, ready to talk about November. So today, Donny. Today. Yes. Today. Not today. Today. Today's okay. Not today, yesterday. Not today, this morning. Today is fine. It's funny, right? Because there's... (sighs) This only happens every so often, but there's there's certain times where someone has such a severe hangover that you can tell by just by chatting to them through text. Do you ever see that? Like sometimes mm-hmm. people say, "Oh, I've got yeah. a hangover," and you think, "I, you're all right," but you really the hangover was bleeding through your text yesterday. Oh, you were that bad. Yeah, even even Ryan on, on the Discord kind of commented on that. I'm like, "Oh, I was honestly yesterday was rough." It didn't help, you know, it was half past five in the morning and then up at eight o'clock to get a flight back from London. It just, it's, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I told my colleague, put me to bed at 10 o'clock and he fucked off to bed and left me. And I just, oh, I'm just, I'm too old for this shit. I'd tighten up and take some responsibility. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not 21 anymore, uh, Mr. Punk. No, you're certainly you know? not. I tell you something. I tell you something. But see if you're getting a bit of sympathy off Ryan, then you know it's bad. You oh, know that fuck. you know that you might not survive the night. Yeah, it was tough, man. It was tough going. I did not read that as genuine. I kind of did. Ryan can be genuine at times. You, you leave the boy alone. Once in a full moon. <laughs> uh, well, I've I've been on the go all day. I've been. We, that's us finally got our wedding rings now. So. It's it's getting harder and harder by the day to try and escape and run away. Four weeks to go, is it? Five, four weeks. Aye. I'm sure so, she'll find a way. <laughs> to be fair, if she hasn't by now, well, there's plenty of reasons she could have used. No offense. The, do- the doors and the windows are locked, so. <laughs> They're like Punk's house in. <laughs> exactly. No basements anyway. in Ireland. <laughs> right, so we are here to discuss the goings-on in the gaming industry in November, our top five to be exact. And as always, our guest will start. So that's you, Punk. What's your number five? I was going to start off with Mick Gordon hitting back at id and Cinemax. Nice. Wasn't sure if you guys followed this one too closely. Yeah. 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 I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't read the encyclopedia that he put, but the cliff notes that I read, is it's an incredible story, mm-hmm. actually. So, yeah, talk us through, Punk. Well, basically, this one starts off when the game released. There was a bit of a hoo-ha that the audio quality wasn't up to the standard of 2016's Doom reboot. Mm-hmm. And Mick Gordon was kind of thrown under the bus. There was an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. I think it's Marty Stratton was the director. Yep. Yeah. So he led all the blame quite openly at Mick Gordon's <laughs> door. Now... Mick Gordon has sat on this for almost two years and has finally given his version of events, which all sound very plausible. 
things like wasn't shown gameplay because mm-hmm. if anybody's played Doom, everything you do in the game is reflected by the sound design. It's very clever. A lot mm-hmm. of people tried to emulate this and haven't come close. So he was working blind. Right. It also shows he worked out of hours. He sent things to get reviewed and feedback, and they ended up taking this wholesale and putting it in the game without him getting paid. And he had documented proof of all of this, didn't he? Yeah, he's got the paperwork yeah. for this all. Now, he sat in this for fucking two years, so he must have waited until it was proper to do so in legal proceedings. Yeah, that that was one of the parts that I found weird. So we haven't covered this on the regular podcast, and it's not because mm-hmm. I haven't been keeping up with it. It's because there's so much going on with it that I was there's... like, I'm going to I'm going to miss a crucial point here mm-hmm. if I do bring it up. So I just haven't, but I have. I been also following it. feel last month with is it Helena Taylor with Bayonetta? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's waiting for both sides or the whole story. You don't want to jump in the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, just yet. yeah. Because yeah, as uh, much everyone... as we all love blaming the big company, it yeah. turns out they're not always in the wrong. Exactly. Yeah, and I think a, a few people were made to look quite stupid by sort of jumping in and being like, "I can't fucking believe this is." Oh. The only thing about Mick Gordon is, at least he's not saying boycott this product. Mm-hmm. You know, blame the team, donate your money to some fucking really shady charities. Yeah, he's yeah. just saying this is. I really wanted to deliver something on the same level as 2016 soundtrack, which is superb. Mm-hmm. And he was just hurdles thrown at him, and then he was blamed for it in the end up. Yeah. The album to this game was announced, and that's how he found out about it on Twitter. He yeah. wasn't told. He wasn't contracted to make this. Yeah. yeah, the worst bit was is that what the bits that I did read was that soundtrack Mm-hmm. They used songs that he submitted that they rejected. So yeah. then they then went, actually, we'll put this in the soundtrack and not fucking pay you for it. Well, when I was saying earlier, when he submitted them for review, normally you send it in, get feedback, say, you know, yeah, yeah. this bit worked, that bit didn't. And that's part of the process, but they just kind of put them in the game without letting them know. Yeah. So yeah, but see the see the fact that he went and put this, like I said, encyclopedia together, all mm-hmm. all with evidence, all with links, you name it. He's obviously sought major legal counsel. I don't think it's a oh, coincidence yeah. how long it took. You know, you mentioned a couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. Punk. I mm-hmm. think there's a reason because obviously it's gone through legal. But the bit that I didn't like was Bethesda commented when uh, I say two weeks ago, they just put a little shitty little tweet <laughs> out with a few words, right? Oh, they there's two piss- sides to every story. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. But the thing that pissed me off was they said, uh, something like, you know, we, we stand ready to, for documentation, blah, 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 in, an, appro- an, in an, an appropriate venue as needed. And I thought, that sounded like a dig at Mick Gordon for doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, Hang on here. You put it on Reddit first, you fuckers. Like, don't slag Mick Gordon off here. You yeah, for a story Reddit. to have two sides, your side's been out for two fucking years in the yeah. public eye. Mm-hmm. It's not like this guy's swinging blindly. He has finally delivered his yeah, yeah, side yeah, of the yeah. story in a yep. concise, polite manner and not a Backed bad up. word said against them and said, this is not a spark to start a flame war against the team. He doesn't yeah. want any toxic behavior on his behalf. Yeah. So I can't fault the guy. It sounds like he's been fucked over in every direction. Yeah. There was an email where he was asked, he showed that, didn't he? He was actually asked to fix it mm-hmm. and... He offered it, you know, so he went, you know, like, but he was offered a payout 
to accept the failings of the soundtrack. Yes, sorry, that was it. He had to accept responsibility. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and then they stuck some, they stuck some like intern's name as like co-producer or yeah. whatever of this next to his name, like Mick Gordon and Random Dick. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on here. <laughs> what the fuck? And for anybody that's played the games, the soundtrack is, if you're sitting there playing Doom and you really get into it, the sound cra- uh, soundtrack kicks in. Like, mm-hmm. you are absorbed completely mm. so this guy is a fantastic talent and it doesn't look like he's done anything he has recorded with a band recently I think it's the only thing he's done and like right. this guy should be working and he's not yeah, yeah. because Cinemax fucked him so do you think it's actually then affected his long term rep then yeah it has I yeah so. he's out of action for a while that's crazy when yeah. you go missing that Gets people talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's poor show. It's definitely... Yeah. I mean, don't wrong. Obviously, we do need to hear mm-hmm. all of both sides. But, um, I mean, considering how much proof he showed and then all all they could do was come out with a tweet and say, uh, we'll speak about this later. Yeah. And we back our team. But yeah. Uh, it's basically like a parent's game. We'll talk, you we'll can talk about prove this anything with fucking facts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but take our word for it he's wrong so sorry to start us off on a sour note it's just i haven't seen it talked about a lot i put it down to the bayonetta 3 thing maybe people are trying to distance from the story but mm-hmm. i, think you can I just don't want to get buried coming up to game of the year time yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely definitely who's next i am I am. My, my number five, to be fair, it's not massive news really, but I found it quite interesting was at the start of November, so you know, a month or four weeks ago, Naughty Dog hired a guy called Anders Howard, who I, I had no idea who this guy was. But it turns out he is the guy behind the creation of Fortnite's Battle Pass and basically their subsequent microtransactions and how they get you to spend all this money with Epic. And mm-hmm. it's been signed by Naughty Dog as their unquote principal monetization designer. I mean, that's it's a nice title. It's literally in black and white. I want to make money off of you, motherfucker. But obviously, you know, you can, you can put two and two together and come up with four or five, six or seven. Mm. But clearly, this is relating to um, the upcoming factions sequel, part two, whatever they're going to call it. Must be to do with that. And it kind of got me thinking. Does that mean factions are going to be free to play? Is it going to be a slightly different, maybe a, maybe a cheaper entry level? But it's clearly going to be filled with seasons and, and DLC and microtransactions and everything else. It's going to be clearly a backed live service full on game. So I think mm-hmm. him being hired said a lot about a game we know nothing about other than one still from Summer Games Fest. I always figured it was going to be free to play. I just I didn't, I, like, I didn't assume that. I assumed maybe some form of money up front. Absolutely going to be filled with transactions, but I didn't appreciate it would be like Fortnite free to play or mm-hmm. Warzone 2.0 free to play. I just, as much as people like, I loved the online mode in The Last of Us 1, but I wouldn't pay, like I'm not paying money for an online mode in The Last of Us. And I, I don't think, I think if they put it out, even if they put it out at 20 quid, I think... Mm-hmm. It would absolutely tank. Depending, I always assumed it it was going to be part of The Last of Us Two, but Mm, that was back when I thought it was releasing closer to that game's release. 
Yeah, well, I think obviously before release it was meant to be that, and then they decided they had a bigger vision for it, so they were going to mm-hmm. split it off into its own thing. But it's obviously snowballed even since then because mm-hmm. I don't. Then there's no way the original plan was to release it as far away from The Last of Us Part Two. I wouldn't have thought. The Last of Us gone full Fortnite. You'll have Rick and Morty running around after clickers. <laughs> I mean, I, I I I get the impression it's going to be pretty big if they're going to the hassle of hiring this guy, mm-hmm. the literal expert in raping money out of people. Well, is that not a future investment, full stuff, no matter what games you're doing? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like even campaign DLC? You, yeah. You'd want somebody it's, like that. It's ironic that he was hired by, not ironic, it's interesting, sorry, that he was hired by Naughty Dog and not by PlayStation Studios or Sony yeah. to work with all divisions. Mm-hmm. Is purely there for Naughty Dog. So again, yeah, just like I said, it's maybe not the biggest news in the world. I get that a lot happened this month, but I did find it quite interesting, especially for a franchise that I do enjoy. Well, that um, was the interesting Bungie as well, wasn't it? They wanted their expertise yeah. on battle passes, microtransactions. Yeah. Yep. Like you say, though, the fact that he's went to Naughty Dog and not Sony suggests yep. to me that they certainly think this is going to be a game that's going to have a long tail. I think so. I think it's be huge. And, yeah. I do think, like, I, I just cannot imagine Naughty Dog releasing something that's just multiplayer. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's going to have a load of different modes in it. Like, I haven't looked too much into it yet, but this DMZ mode that's out for mm-hmm. War, Warzone Two, and it's talking about like it's got extraction stuff, and you can yeah. you can technically play it yourself and stuff like. That. I get the feeling that Last of Us factions is going to have something like that where yeah. you can go out and explore the world on your own if need be and i think there'll be more to it and that there will be some sort of story content but it's not going to be like a single player story it will be if anyone was going to nail the, the co-op scenario i'd imagine naughty dog would be the team yes. yeah it's, yeah it's, yeah yeah i think it all it all it all points to the to the positive albeit it's going to cost you in the long run but hey listen i've always i've never had an issue with free to play games and microtransactions you choose to buy that you choose to pay for these things if mm. you want to do that with your money you go ahead you know like we speak about you know like 70 dollar games we play a 70 dollar game 70 quid game you spend 15 20 25 hours on it or you buy a game and you spend 70 dollars on microtransactions and you play it for 100 200 300 hours Mm-hmm. It's it's each to their own, you know. It's it's what people like is is. Um, well, we'll not get into the nuances of that because look at the sale of alcohol. Some people go out, enjoy it. They drink <laughs> a little bit of it. Some people fall off the wagon altogether. Donny, so, <laughs> you had to throw my name in, didn't you? Well, I'm including you in the conversation. Oh, including. Just need to back back that bus right up off you there, Donny. Oh, fuck! I wouldn't. I'd put the handbrake up. Can't. <laughs> Craigie Boy! Yes, my number five is a game called Retro Goal being the best football game of 2022, (laughs) which is honestly nothing short of a fucking embarrassment that that is the case. You've got FIFA 23 (laughs) with its World Cup mode. You've got the continuation of what used to be Pez. We'll not even speak of its name now. (laughs) And you've got a load of little smaller football games that have released as well and this game has come along it's nicked the art style from fifa international soccer on the snes wow it's been ported from mobile to switch and it's not even close it's easily the best football game of 2022 
<laughs> and that's an absolute indictment. But at the same time, I say, I'm saying it's an indictment, and it is, but the game is fucking amazing and completely addictive. And anyone, anyone sitting watching the World Cup just now, if you've got a Switch and you can get that installed and sit and play that while you're watching the football, I would absolutely recommend everyone does so because it's it's just brilliant. Yeah, you were saying you gain coins during the game because it's paid for? Well, I've not played the mobile version, so I assume in the mm. mobile version you make less coins, in which case they will sort of funnel you towards maybe buying coins because it is free on mobile, whereas on Switch you pay £4 and you get a abundance of coins when you win matches and stuff like that to pay, mm-hmm. buy new players, stadium upgrades, facility upgrades, stuff like that, um, player contracts. And so you just have to manage it. But yeah, so they basically they remove the defending and it almost works as a sort of like football manager style, like with uh, text on the screen. And then when you're on the attack, that's when you get to play. Um, but it's just, it's really, it's not a game necessarily that I think kids would enjoy because it's much more the tactical side of football. I know you're not a football fan, Punk, but mm-hmm. um, so you do get to control the players and you do get to make passes, make shots, but you control the players in real time or the player with the ball in real time. But then when you go to make a pass or a shot while you're, aiming you've got an aiming gauge and while you're mm-hmm. doing that everything goes into really slow motion so that you've got time to pick your pass pick your shot and i've never seen a game pull it off as well as this it's just like the, the way you can just like dink balls over the top the way you can like put curve on your shots when you're hitting shots from outside the box like it's just it's it's absolutely brilliant and is it the same uh, team that made new star soccer back in the day it is yeah god yeah i mean i, I fucking put like so much time into that game back in the day. It's, it was so simple as well. So did I. I'm, on mobile, I must have played 50 hours of that. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. Because it's uh, handy, like, train journeys and the plane and stuff. So I think they've just taken that and just put money at it, have they? They've taken that and they've basically made it... It looks like like the original FIFA game. Wow. And it's it's phenomenal. It's, it's basically like a natural evolution of what New Star Soccer was. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Uh, it's fucking excellent. Absolutely brilliant. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure it will be ported to console at uh, some point, but honestly, it's probably per- it's one of these perfect on the Switch games. Nice. Like you could pick it up on mobile, but I don't know. I think the I don't think you'd get the full effect from the touch screen. Like I think you're better off with the analog sticks for aiming. Um, so I would recommend. I mean, it's four quid. Do you know what I mean? Do you think Just they'd ever be able to integrate off. those mechanics if it was multiplayer? I'm guessing they can do this just because it's a single player game. Yeah, probably. I because they've removed the defending from it, so mm. they would have to put that back in so that someone else would have whatever to do. I because they, they've also last year or was it earlier this year they brought out an American football game called Retro Bowl, Retro and it was Bowl, a, yeah, and it was a similar thing where they removed the defending and just um, you just basically play the attack, which is what most people want anyway. So, mm-hmm. I they've got a formula for games and they're absolutely knocking it out of the park and. Um, uh, it's just a total indictment on EA, on Konami, on <laughs> all the rest of them as well. So FIFA, yeah. FIFA's still a go-to palate cleanser, though. Yeah, FIFA's good. It's all right. <laughs> but um, the fact that something like this can come along and be more addictive than it is uh, yeah. a shambles. Yeah. A bit of a shambles. But anyway, so Punk, you're number four. I was going to go with the Disco Elysium development team not being very disco at the moment. <laughs> Again, this is another one. I've started off very negative this week, but hopefully it'll That's pick okay. up as we go along. Right. I'm not looking for your fucking approval, you prick. Oh, what a cunt. I know. Kick him off. 
Go on, you fucking join in, dickhead. Me, 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 me. <laughs> well, I, again, I my battles carefully. <laughs> I know neither of you have uh, played a lot of disco, you know, with all the reading and shit. Yeah, I played the first two hours, hour. and I need to get back to it. I got an hour. Yeah, I got an hour. <laughs> but very unique game. Mm-hmm. It was developed in Eastern Europe, so there were people developing on it, and it was a fantastic mix of ideology. Communism mm-hmm. ran wild. But it seems like it's come back and bit them in the hole because the main three creators have kind of been ousted from their own company. They claim it was because people had invested into the company and outmaneuvered them and got them out under false pretenses. Mm -hmm. The people that put them out reckon they were incredibly toxic and they needed to remove them from the company for other employees' safety and various reasons. So we had Robert Kurvitz, which I hopefully got right. This is the guy who did the main writing, Disco Elysium, Set okay. in the World. This guy spent, I think, a decade. He's got books. He's got multiple scenarios. He built everything from the ground up. Okay. So he's out, and he has no access to <laughs> all this material he has spent years. Now, the novels he has written, I am sure, will fuel multiple future games so mm-hmm. i can see why they wanted that yeah you can see why he wants it back yeah along with him there was helen hinpeer and alexander rostov between the three of them they were basically the disco team no mm-hmm. no development team is made of three people but they were the creative driving force behind it yeah scary to think of a sequel coming out without their direct input it's not going to be the same game yeah, and you can see why they would be extremely upset because oh, they'll, of know, course, yeah. they'll, they'll know that while they are only three people, they're three people that make up more of a percentage than three people would in the team. And mm-hmm. so it's as if people are taking their work and thinking, oh, well, we can run with this without you now. Yeah, but you've got people saying, well, what does it matter? The three of them will go off. They'll create their own team. We'll get another game like Disco. And it's, well, why? It's not always how it works, though, is it? No, why yeah. should they? Like, <laughs> Especially, when, like you say, when they've made that material that could spawn mm-hmm. off into a second game and that's well, just been taken from them. From what I've read, again, this is similar to the Mick Gordon story. There's a lot of accounts. You, nothing's black and white at the moment. Yeah. It has become a legal dispute, quite a big yeah. one. Yeah, It looks like an investment company that came in, sold off intellectual property to their own business for less than $10 going by some reports which may be bullshit, pinch of salt. Zaum had to buy that back for millions. They then used that millions to invest more in the company and became bigger players within the company. And they used that power to oust the people that had quite a bit of power in the company, but they they were quite airy with it. They were outmaneuvered horribly here. They were Mm. quite naive when it came to capitalism. So, mm. but when you hear about things like Amazon have an interest in making a TV show out of the disco universe, <laughs> there's horrible merchandise coming out, the special editions for this game. And given the themes in the game, it goes against everything that it kind of set out to talk for. Yeah, it's so, as if these people have came in and they've... Uh, or I they've mean, exploited them completely. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. like from from the outside looking in, it looks like the people have come into the team and they've went right. These these three creators are not going to be happy with the direction we take this. So let's mm. get them to fuck. Then we can start like branching this out and make and start selling it off and making it into this, that, and the other, and make money off it. Like that's what it seems like on the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, maybe more to it, but um, it definitely seems very underhanded. It could settle either way in future. Maybe there were horrible cons and they needed to get out of the company. Mm. The one bit I remember, sorry, mm-hmm. it was. I remember briefly. I mean, I didn't. I didn't take too much interest in the story, but I saw that it says like they were belittling women. Was the bit <laughs> I remember belittling women and co-workers or something like that? He said like fucking hell. But again, you know, these these could all be fabricated. But so that is one of those things. If you say that out loud, you you have to side that. with the victims always. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like. I, Obviously, like this is a bit similar to like your number five, and like there's mm-hmm. just there's so much of this going on in the gaming industry just now, and and it feels to me, whether this is the case or not, but it feels to me that there was a, a proper like sort of explosion of video game popularity during COVID, mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of people with money that are looking to invest money and get more money out of it have see, have like identified the gaming industry as a place to do that. And I wonder if some of that's why things like this are starting to happen now. I feel, I feel like after the sort of COVID boom, there's more people investing in gaming. And so we might get more yep. of this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And this was one of your prime indie darlings. It mm-hmm. was yeah. doing well. And they didn't realize how much of a success they had on their hands. I think mm-hmm. they were easy pickings. But yeah, yeah could they be wrong. Don't. They probably didn't have their, their kind of legal ducks in a row because they didn't think they had to, and then it blew up before they could sort of pivot. Yeah. Cough, ten cent. Cough. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yep. Right, Donnie, your number four. Um, my number four is the beginning of the Embracer closures. Now, I had a little look back. So I can't remember what month it was, but it was August. We did the show, and I sat like, listen, none of us here are fucking experts by any means. I am. But I, but I am. But I sat with you, I think it was Ben, and you know, Embracer had just bought their fucking numerous other fucking studios and numerous other fucking teams. And at this point now, they now had 120 teams, 120 studios. Mm-hmm. And even I said, that doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work. And I went to myself, I, was, I think I'm sure I said, that's, that's three games a month from that one published, that one. The maths just aren't there. It doesn't work. You cannot have that many. That's more teams than fucking Xbox, um, PlayStation, you name it. And sure enough, this month, that's Square Enix Montreal closing down. I did mm-hmm. rebranded it last month as Anoma. So after a month, I decided Anoma was a shit name. And Square Enix Montreal, gone. Um, Volition, obviously makers of Saint R- Saints Row. We all know how that went. They're being merged into Gearbox. So now kind of seeing the start of this with Embracer and... They, they even came out this month. They had their, um, their their quarterly update. And they're trying to say they're releasing 234 games by the end of March 2026. Now, I said three games a month. That's fucking five and a half games a month. Like, what the fuck is going on over there? There's, there's something to be said for getting too big too fast. And the fact that closures have started already, it's not going to be the last. There's going to be more mergers come this time next year. Um, and it's just not sustainable in any way. No, in a way though, I mean, like 
I, I totally get that it's far too much and stuff like that, but I'm quite pally with their PR. So I was like, five mm-hmm. games a month, that'll do me nice. <laughs> <laughs> deal. Uh, Jürgen, he's all right, him. <laughs> you want to buy a few more while you're at it? Plus, they are going to be an evergreen company. The amount of things they're going to publish that are ports of games yeah. that IPs have died for. Again, yeah. I could tell you in a later entry, we'll, we'll do that by number two. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Racer asked the public, what the fuck do they want? And they answered. Uh, Crystal Dynamics released the questionnaire to gauge the interest in some of their properties last yes. month. The results mm-hmm. came out. 100,000 responses of people demanding some more legacy of gain. Yes. Which are games that you can't play legally easily. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be titles like this. They're going to be porting these. So they'll be on Steam. They'll be on modern hardware. You'd imagine in the future, given the way things are handled now. Yeah. They're forever going to be on the market. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think they will close more studios. But I also think that... I think there's there's loads of people saying that they're in over their head. And I don't think they are. I think this was always the plan. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, We look back to when they picked up Square Enix, and they got them for an absolute oh, fucking for fucking sniffy. nothing. Three hundred fucking million was it? Yeah, I could nearly alone. bought that myself. Tomb Raider, alone. yeah, me too, mate. Tomb Raider alone. Yeah. Aye, we we still got a kitty going. Like, <laughs> what, I mean, what they've done is the the IP that they got out of that was worth more than three hundred million as it is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, and I think with a lot of these acquisitions, what they've done is they've looked at it and went, right, it's the IP we want. I mean, what we'll do is we'll take these hundred and 30 studios will merge them into fucking 23 studios we've got all this ip that people want we can pump out remasters we can pump out ports and then we'll make new games mm-hmm. and I, I just i think that's the way it's going to go and i i don't necessarily like i keep hearing people saying that oh it's a mistake what they've done but i i don't necessarily think it is because i think it was worth it for like mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you could th- look at it and think buying Square Enix was a mistake because they priced yeah, it for that's, that's, like that's, that's one that's sorry. one transaction yeah mm-hmm. but what I would say is you're right in, in that the money they've paid for stuff is relatively good value for money and if it do happen to sell it off they'll probably break even and or make profit so they probably can't lose from an investment I'd point say even from yeah. the modern ports they'll probably break yeah. even if not do all right yeah, yeah. Profit, yeah but there's something to be said for biting off more than you can chew and it just, it, it. I think that's why they'll start to consolidate. Uh, yeah, I, I said it back in August. They have to. They have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's less than three months later they started doing it. And it had to happen. But is this not what they're doing with Saints Row? They give them a chance to see how they'd stand with a new entry. They shit the bed. So they went, <laughs> right, you're going to get dispersed among other teams. Gearbox, Whereas yeah, if it was a hit, you're staying where you are. Mm-hmm. Fucking right, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although they also tried to say that. Saints Row actually met their economic predictions. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think it did though. It's Saints Row is in the top ten selling games this year. I think. Yeah, yeah. So it, it did, but I think they've they've smartly looked at it and went right. A lot of people bought it and then didn't like it. So mm-hmm. while it has met our expectations, people might be less likely to buy another one. Yeah. So we're going to take you all and we're going to put you somewhere where somebody else can keep an eye on you. <laughs> because this was something I was going to talk about with Legacy of Cain it's one of those games where you see nerds crying about its loss online a lot but it's similar to things like Mother 3 for Nintendo it's their most requested game to be translated 
And I'd say if they did, nobody'd buy it. Hmm. I think it's just people love talking about games that they can't get online. Yeah. yeah. And then when it finally comes around, well, the the mystique has disappeared. I don't want it as much now that I can have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like Donny's Love Life. I definitely think there's something to that. I definitely think there's something to that. Like, I mean, a famous example for me is you look back at Mirror's Edge, the first mm-hmm. Mirror's Edge. It didn't sell particularly well, but it was a kind of cult classic. I thought it was really good as well. Um, and people were like, oh, we just want another one. We just want another one. And eventually EA were like, right, well, fucking make another one then. And they made another one. <laughs> and it must have sold about 53 copies. Yeah, and they were like, we fucking fucking we fucking told you nobody wanted this, and then like we're not going to get another one of him now. I always think too when you look at Metroid, it's one of biggest. If you looked at the online buzz, you'd think it's one of Nintendo's biggest franchises. Mm-hmm. But it sells like fucking shit. Nah. So why yeah. would they, why would they do it for the vocal minority? Yeah, and it's quite a difficult game to map out. There's a lot of work in it. It's not like Animal Crossing where you just plop something down the middle of a map and off you go. <laughs> And that yeah. outsells it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. So where are we? Is it my number four next? There we are. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. Right. my yes. number four is the announcement of the PSVR 2 launch day and price. <laughs> now, what a day for erections that was in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> And then subsequent flops when they saw the price. Um, I've had stick in the past for choosing game demos and game release dates, but I noticed that you had this down as well, Donnie. So I take it this one's all right. Is this one okay in your book? You're not gonna you're not gonna complain about this one. Fucking Sony, of course it is. (laughs) Oh, you. I had. Oh, I, had a, I had a demo that I remember a few months ago. I had a de- I had one of my five was the demo for Midnight Fight Express, and then mm-hmm. all I got or it was pelters on Twitter from folk going, "That's oh, a bit of a stretch." I'm like, "It's a fucking <laughs> demo that I played." Oh, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. That's not out <laughs> August. <laughs> I bet if the demo came out in the month, that's okay. But it did. That's okay then. Well, I mean, you go back and tell. Go, go back and tell. Go back and tell me that. No, in so, no there was something else. No, stand up for yourself. Was. It was you an interesting looking demo. You were right to bring it up. You were right to talk about it. Yeah, there was something else was a stretch, but continue. August me's raging. <laughs> but uh, I so yes, yes, justice for August Craig. Yep. PSVR 2 is very much real, and it's very much coming on the twenty second of february 2023 or if you order it through sony apparently at some point that week which is a very bizarre (laughs) pre-order um it's going to cost 529 pound by itself 529.99 or 569.99 with horizon call of the mountain so 569 then oh no no motherfuckers buying that without call of the mountain are they i just bought it without what Uh why? Why would you buy that without it? Because I'm probably going to review the game, so... <laughs> Motherfucker! You mean I could have saved myself 40 quid? At least you've got all the old backward compatible games to play on it. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, so, right, so yeah, we've got 530 or 570, depending on the 
the uh, version you go with. What, mm-hmm. Another reason I went for it by itself is that I'm not convinced for one second that Horizon Call of the Mountain won't get delayed. Oh, way. I no chance. That, I think it's very possible. Oh, um, no chance. But what gives you that impression? Everything gets delayed. Oh, no. There's <laughs> no chance of getting delayed. Although I, do, to it. I don't think they'd have to delay it. Nah. I do th- I do think there's a chance that if they did have to delay it, they'd maybe delay the whole thing, which is possible. But either way, I do. So, yeah, obviously it doesn't have its backwards compatible library, but there is games already that have come out and said that it'll be a free upgrade if mm-hmm. you own it. So the likes of Pistol Whip have confirmed that they'll, they'll be offering a free upgrade. Mm-hmm. Well, that's strange a- that they're able to do that for some games. That's, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's obviously, uh, it must be, I mean, it must be game by game basis and some games mm-hmm. are thinking yes and others are thinking we could make a bit of, a wee bit of cash here. But, Sony, um, Sony wouldn't do that, would they? Well, it's not, it won't be Sony, it'll be by publisher, I would imagine. So the the, uh, the makers of Pistol Whip will have went, let's just get this out to more people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, part of their thinking, I would imagine, is that they sell music packs, I think. It's a bit like Beat Saber. Like I would, I don't think it's been announced yet, but I'd be stunned if Beat Saber's not a free upgrade because mm-hmm. they'll get you all the song packs they release. Especially if there mm-hmm. are only a few games on market, you want to get your name in there. If you want to get people trying your products, especially if you've got a sequel or DLC in the works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a couple of other games that are listed for launch, I've just put down here. There's, so there's the Dark Pixels Switchback, which when the first PSVR came out, there was a Until Dawn game that released, and it was just as like a sort of you sat in a mining cart and you had to shoot the targets of a horror game. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying, um, and so that bounced off the Until Dawn license, and so they're basically doing the exact same thing here. It's a very similar game, mm-hmm. and they're lumping it in with the dark pixels. Um, so you've got that coming. The Jurassic World Aftermath VR game that's on the Quest is coming. There's a Hello Neighbor VR search and rescue game, Pistol Whip free upgrade, Zenith the Last City. Um, no Man's Sky. Launch. No Man's Sky. There's an upgrade for the Swordsman game, which is pretty good. And I'm actually quite excited as well about Crossfire Sierra Squad. The first uh, Crossfire game was fucking excellent. It's just a first-person shooter, but in VR. And... Mm-hmm. It was fucking excellent, really, really good, but it was limited by the controllers and by the depth of field that you could get on that headset. And so mm. it should be fucking excellent on the new one if done properly. And the, the team's sort of shown the the capability so far. So, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think by the time we get to February, I think there will be quite a few free upgrades. I think there'll be a hell of a lot more games announced. I would still expect some sort of blowout in January or early February. I, th- I think mm-hmm. we'll have to get some sort of small event. Like, I I've, I get the feeling Resident Evil 8 VR will be ready, Resident Evil Village, because they've said that's coming, and I don't think it will take them that long to port it to VR. So I can see that being ready for launch. But I think they'd want to make a wee bit of a big deal out of that. Yeah, that might come maybe summertime. Maybe I so it could do. I, I I think I do think it'll be ready for launch because I think what they'll do is they'll have that ready for February. Then you've got Resident Evil Four in April, and then they're going to have a VR mode in that as well. They've said so. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming. But what do we th- what do we think of the pricing? It's high. I, mean, I I I've pre-ordered it as well, same as you, same <laughs> as um, Craig in our Discord. Um, I'm not convinced I'm going to keep the pre-order though. 
But I got a shock with the price. I was adamant it'd be 400. Adamant. And I put fucking money on it. Mm-hmm. But That's just after I got over the shock, and then someone sat me down and went, Donnie, calm down. PSVR oh, no, I've seen one. the mental mathematics and gymnastics going on. Yeah, when course. you start adding up what you needed for PSVR 1, in actual yeah. fact, it's not actually any more expensive. Particularly with inflation, <laughs> it's arguably cheaper. And you said, it oh, is, well, but okay. it locks you into Sony's marketplace. Oh, of course. With the PC VR helmets, you have limitless possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if nobody supports it in PC, you'll still find games for it. If Sony decided to do a Vita, you're stuck with a very expensive helmet in your home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, it's... When you look I'd be interested that, to see the not... Quest 3. I think once that comes out, I'll probably compare the two because I'd be interested yeah, getting more... a VR helmet. Yeah, it's updating too, but it's not going to be as good as the Pro, isn't it? So, And I think mm-hmm. from what I'd heard, the tech going into that is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot right, of people comparing the PSVR 2 to old headsets. Yeah. I'd yeah. say, yeah, it should be better than them, given yes, the component difference. Later, yeah. Yeah. But how it stacks up against things coming in the future, I'd be more interested in that. Yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, regardless how you look at it, it looks pretty fucking impressive. The specs. It looks fucking stupid. It's as bad as the fucking console. Oh, the console's beautiful. Thank you very much. No wonder the designer retired after the PS5. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) To be fair, I would have found a cave in the woods. No VR headset looks nice. They're all fucking ugly. That's not true. That uh, <laughs> that pro one does look kind of nice, but and until you can get until you can get a VR headset and a pair of Ray Ban aviators, you're going to look like a fucking bell end, and you're going to play it with your curtains. If you're wearing Ray Bans. You look like a bell end anyway. Do you fuck? I look fucking sexual in mine. So kiss my arse. <laughs> Especially cool. predator. <laughs> But would you Anywho. think, well, if you got the lenses, would that not take away? I think the helmet actually closes off other senses. I think you'd require that. Mm. I don't think we'd ever get to the stage where we get, like, minority report glasses. I don't know. 20 years' time? Yeah. Something will give. To be fair, in 20 years' time, we won't have eyes anymore. Your eyes will be fucking cyberpunk style, yeah, won't You'll they, be you know? dead, you prick. Oh, I will be. Actually, no, I won't be. Because by then they'll have fucking mechanical livers. <laughs> <laughs> Steampunk. <laughs> yeah, I I, th- I think this is going to be, it's going to be a wait and see. Like I, th- I think mm. I wasn't shocked by the price, but I. Yeah, you always said that. I'll give you that. You always, you always, um, you always argue me about it. I just think, like, I I get what you're saying about like it is comparable with the price for the first PSVR, but there was differences that people haven't really factored in. Like in the P- original PSVR, you didn't need the move controllers, mm-hmm. so they were like eighty ninety quid that you just didn't need. I was going to say the add-ons for the original PSVR, they weren't designed with that in mind. They were kind of mm. squeezed in to make work. Whereas this one's designed yeah. PSVR from the ground up, yeah. So you'd imagine, yeah, yeah. I mean, those, uh, uh, those, those move controllers were originally built for the PlayStation Three. But like, mm-hmm. out of all my friends that have a PlayStation VR, I'm the only one that ever had the move Two controllers. Dildos. Everyone else just used the 
the controller, and that's what most of the games used. So there was there is that which which sort of took away from the price. But I get it. I, it's 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 an impressive bit of kit, and you just you have to get your head around the fact that this stuff's fucking expensive. Like yeah, 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 we're yeah. we're wanting. It's the same thing with the the PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series X. Like people are complaining about how much they cost, but you're like, but at the same point, you're online fucking complaining about innovation. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but at a certain point, if you want innovation, you're gonna have to fucking pay for it. Yeah, it's like this. This week I was in London and we had a stadium to the Spurs' new stadium, and you know what? It, it's 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 impressive, but it's vacuous. Mm. It's it's just throw money at it and try and buy love and passion. It, it's it's a vacuous fucking bit of steel. I was going to say that was your trip to London in a nutshell. Oh well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I said to the tour guide, "Goes, you know, what what are the price of tickets? You know, a general match day." And he was saying, "You know, if you want a match ticket, you have to buy a pack of three, which is fair enough." But he was like, "Starting price is eighty five pound a ticket," and I'm <laughs> like, "Well, suddenly you kind of put things into perspective." You know, like I used to have a season ticket at Celtic Park going back over ten years ago, and I was four hundred eighty nine pound, I think it was at the time. And it's like, well, you make a good point, Craig, is that when you, when you want innovation, you want tech, you need to pay for it. But in the grand scheme of things about what people's hobbies are, is gaming that expensive? Is £529 that expensive when you'll pay nearly £300 for three matches to go and watch Spurs against fucking Stoke, West Ham and fucking Fulham? Mm. Is it really that expensive? Yes, you're just I don't think using so. two I, fucking like, I think, very I think... expensive ex- examples. <laughs> Yeah, well, of um, course. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, you say about golf. You, you know, you, you, you know, anyway, if you want to play golf, you've got a five hundred pound membership a year in clubs that cost you a thousand pound. If you want to be half, if you want to be half decent at it, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it is an expensive hobby we have. Maybe it is expensive. I don't it know. is, I don't yeah. Know. It's a luxury. Yeah, it's something that we take for granted. It, oh, it's very much a oh fuck yeah, it's a luxury. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd go with that. All the concerns I have about PSVR 2 would probably out, be out the fucking window if they had unveiled an Astrobot game to go along with it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that horizon looks like that, piss. Do you think that will come? Though? Surely that comes. It doesn't yeah, matter but... if it came. If it came as a launch title, because I yeah. still think the Astrobot on PlayStation 5 is my favourite experience with the DualSense. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Have you played the Astrobot VR game, Punk? I have briefly on another. I haven't finished it, but that was like, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, that and Tetris Effect. Those are the experiences that wanted me to delve into VR a bit more. I just don't think it's worth the investment yet. As yeah, excited as people are for PSVR two, they must be looking at their old headsets, going, "What a fucking waste of money you were! Why didn't I wait?" <laughs> But without those clowns, we don't get our fancy new streamlined technology. I, I had the PlayStation VR since launch, used that a lot. But as the sort of generation of it went on, like I did start to use it less and less, especially once I got the Quest. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, um, I ended up selling it just because I've still got the Quest and I've pre-ordered the PSVR too. And VR for me, like I love it, but it is something that I do. It's not something that I use every day or even every week. Yeah. But I love having it there. And I, I do go, there's times, like, I don't know, like the last, I could go two months without playing a Quest game. But then all of a sudden, 
like to at today the sequel for the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners games comes out and I'm mm. all over that. The first game was fucking phenomenal. Um so I'll definitely be playing that and actually I can't speak about it yet, but there's also a PC VR mm-hmm. game called Hubris that comes out next week. And mm-hmm. I've got a code through for that and I've been playing that uh, through it's not on the quest yet, it's just on Steam, but you can use the wireless to play it through your quest. And uh, I've been playing that, and I, I mean, I can't speak about it yet, but um, but yeah, it's, 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 I do go periods when I don't play it, but then yeah, I'm still but when really you get the notion it, for it, you done. really take to it. Yeah. Okay, Donnie, on to your number three. No, sorry, Punk, on to your number three. It's all right. It's easy to confuse the two of us. We're basically twins. <laughs> Just the same guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about Pentiment. Ooh, Okay. This is another one of those games that I wasn't expecting much out of. Give it a try because it's sitting on Game Pass. Holy fuck, I fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah. No, you were playing a bit of it going from the show today. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm still only about maybe four, four and a half hours in or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm fucking loving it as well. It's, it's my number two, so we can, we can talk about it here. Um, brilliant game. You've completed it now, is that right? Yeah, I've been rinsing games for friends of the show, Grumpy Gamers. I'm doing their Game of the Year show. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, when I'm not here, that guy Ben, that's that's his show. <laughs> <laughs> the guy we rope in every so often. Uh, we take it in turns, tag team down. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Ben's a class act. You need to get more friends. <laughs> I have a small niche people that I like. <laughs> you're lucky to be one of them. Oh, I count my blessings each morning. You should do. You should do. My collection of Photoshop pictures of you on my bedside oh, table. You and yeah, you and Chris must have some fucking library, man. Holy shit! Yes, today, Donny. Today. <laughs> today. If two, if two people could ruin me, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Need to get I him imagine, on the next I one. I just imagine like forty years from now, like two of you is pulling out scrapbooks and being like, and see, here's this. <laughs> Here's the photo album of Donnie that I have. Yeah. <laughs> and their grandkids are like, who the fuck was Donnie? Well, you stay away you. from Donnie's. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy in jail. Uh, the ice cream van, man. <laughs> Just going to say about Pentiment, I got into a nasty habit when I was playing Elden Ring of staying up too late and then going into work the next day, people thinking I had a bit of a drinking problem and not wanting to admit what I was really up to. <laughs> but you do also have that, don't you? Also, yeah, but I can handle it. Yeah. I'm not a lightweight, like some. No. <laughs> Irish. But I told myself I wouldn't stay up anymore. That loser's game. You need your sleep to perform while at work. It's it's not a good habit to fall into. Uh, yes, I also work, Donny. Like your polar opposite. <laughs> We're going to have to but, get a dictionary definition out again for him, so he knows what it is. Oh, switch boy! <laughs> oh, yes, he works very hard at the switch. It's an important <laughs> part of his job. Yeah. Yep. But with Pentiment, I find myself staying up stupid o'clock again without mm. realizing it. Just got so infested. Choices coming up in the game. Oh, it's uh, if anybody's played Outer Worlds, the writing in that was fantastic. Yes. Sadly. Yeah. Disco Elysium came out at the same time, so it got blown out of like the limelight. Everybody was talking about how well written Obsidian's game was, 
mm. and then Disco Elysium landed and it got ignored a little bit. But yeah. this is a fine display. There's like New Vegas. This is why New Vegas is considered the best Fallout. They mm. write circles around most RPG companies. Mm-hmm. And for the animation, which I am on record on this show to not being a fan of, wasn't a problem once I got playing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kinda went I went full circle. I, I kinda went from not being interested when, when Punk obviously we spoke about it in the summer mm-hmm. to then going, actually this looks really good to then going ah, nah. Nah. I should have just had faith in Obsidian. Then I just I very just, I, rarely miss. I know, and to be fair, Outer Worlds, you know, like when when before I got my Series X, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's on about oh Starfield, Starfield, and I was like, I want Outer Worlds too. That's the game I'll miss most. Outer mm-hmm. Worlds is amazing, and the DLCs mm-hmm. are fantastic, especially the uh, yeah. the murder uh, murder on blah, 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 uh, Ered- um is superb. So I know what Obsidian can do from that, but. I will play Pentiment. I will. I, I genuinely will. Play I would it. say, and it's not a joke. One of the highlights of the year. Yeah. Oh, listen. I, I, a lot of people are loving it. A lot mm-hmm. of people are loving it. In fact, um, Callum um, he put a comment in actually our last week's favorite Callum saying, <laughs> being very pleasantly surprised how good Pentiment is. But that's his current bonus. username, isn't it? Uh, he's changed it now. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pentiment is his username. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, was a double bonus that I didn't expect to play at all. I I, I texted Callum, I was like, actually, I expected you to like Pentiment. That's mm-hmm. a you type of game. All that fucking reading for one. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised he liked it. Um, so it's, 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 it's nice that obviously he put that comment in and, uh, and, and shared your two thoughts. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's, I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but I think it's fucking brilliant and I, a bit like yourself, Punk, Grin, I was worried about the art style. Mm. Um, it reminded me a lot of, and I can't even remember the name of the game now that I played it earlier in the year. The one, the comedic one, it was on Game Pass as well. I played it on PlayStation, though. Boy. What was it called? I'm trying to blank myself. I'm trying to think back mm. to what came out this year. It's been so much out this year, especially in the indie circle. Prece- Procession to Calvary, it was called. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's like a Monty Python style game. It's fucking hilarious. If you haven't <laughs> played Procession to Calvary, get on it. It's seriously, seriously good. It's only about an hour long and it's a point and click game. But um, it's a very similar art style. And I, when I saw the trailers for it and stuff like that, I was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I like this at all. But as soon mm-hmm. as I started playing it, I was like, no, this animation is actually beautiful and in motion. Like, I really liked it once <laughs> once I got going. And I was surprised by how much I liked it, to be honest. Like, it is... I do... I do I've been saying this on just about every podcast I've done, but I, mm-hmm. I do think the first couple of hours are a bit of a... Not a slog, but... There's a oh no! There's a there's in. a lot of building up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I heard someone say when you get to the first murder, if yeah. you get to that point, mm-hmm. you'll love it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the sort of like the acid test. If you can last all then, you'll be fine. It's yeah, just I without think... wanting to give away spoilers. Sure, there there covers quite a span. You get to know these characters very well, mm-hmm. and like they had to do that foundation work. There was no other way around it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because at first, I, when I first sort of turned the corner on it, when the 
first murder happened, like I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they could have done me getting to that a bit sooner because I don't know there's going to be a lot of people drop off before this. But like, at the yeah. further you get in, you're like, they had to lay that groundwork. They had to do it. I think you and it's very on the nose. The majority of the cast and get an impression of everybody because mm. that was going to come up. They are all suspects then after the yeah. murder. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot, of, a lot of serious tones as well. Very serious tones. Oh, in the, it. a fantastic, historically accurate. You'd want to see the credits and the books of works that Josh Sawyer has worked into the game. Wow. There is an Italian hand gesture curator, I think. Jesus. So there is a specialist brought in to help them design Italian hand gestures, wow. which is a fantastic thing to have in your fucking CV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not very often you use that. I saw that someone someone wrote in that there was a there was a sentence in Latin mm-hmm. that was grammatically incorrect, and they fucking changed it. Yeah, they put a patch. That's a great touch. That's a brilliant touch, man. This is a game Josh Sawyer first pitched back when Obsidian were Black Isle Studios. Oh, years ago then, yeah, a a long time ago. So he has been sitting on this game. It it is a passion project through and through. That's cool. How many people worked on it? Developed their minds? Not they're thirteen. I guess they thirty. Thirteen. Fucking hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's a really impressive game. One th- one other thing I've got on it is, and it's spoke about a little bit in our Discord, but I do wonder if this game possibly down the road might get the Disco Elysium treatment where it gets a special edition that is voice acted. Mm-hmm. And I'd sort of raised that on this week's podcast. I spoke about it in the Discord. Callum, who we just spoke about and said he's enjoying the game, he thinks that a voice acted version would maybe take something away from the game rather than add to it. I tend to agree with him agree? because fonts and typeface are incredibly important in this game. They are very cool, very well implemented. Yeah, is it not, not that just they're, cool, all, they're they, all different, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're so it's almost to replicate accents. Yeah. They reflect the characters. That's cool. Yeah. That's I feel that's a very clear focus of the development. So yeah, I I do think voices would detract from it. Mm. And to I, be fair, the people that finished Disco Elysium did so without voice acting. The people that fell off both versions, with or without voice acting, it didn't really make a difference. Mm. In the so grand scheme say, of like, things, I was going to say like I could see it in both ways. Like I I think if they were to release a version with voice acting, I think what you would find is like purists would obviously prefer. Mm-hmm. the initial version but at the same point it might get more people through the game like if they look like obviously we speak about like ach- achievements and you can look and you can see how many people have finished act three and mm-hmm. i do wonder if they ah, look, it's if not it, great is it if at some point they look at that and go two percent of people all have game past this games game. have very low i know, I know yeah. because everyone can just try it out that's the thing mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah, I wonder if, if if they do hear enough that oh, so many people bounced. Like I do wonder. There is a text-to-speech option for accessibility. So that's implemented already. All right. So I don't. I haven't tried it. Thankfully, I, I don't need the function, but it was good to see it in there. 
Yeah, I never noticed that actually. Mm-hmm. I did. I did go in and choose the simplified fonts. I, I stuck with the original art oh, did first. You? Yeah, I just. I think it was when it was when you were talking to the peasants. I just found it quite hard to read. It's, I think especially because I was playing it on the game, sir. So it was quite the writing was a bit smaller. And yeah, I was like, ah, I'm struggling that's probably why it's in so there just, actually. It could be, yeah. And see, to be fair, if you choose the simplified fonts, you still do get a sort of typeface that does look of the time. So it's not as if it just puts it in like Arial Sands or anything like mm-hmm. that. It is, still, it is still of the time, but it's just a little bit oh, easier to read. such a gorgeous touch. I've, I've been trying to sit on details in this game to save them for the Game of the Year show. Mm. But it's even talking to the printer in town. His dialogue is printed as if it was done on a press. Oh, yeah. And touches like that are just gorgeous, especially if you are a nerd for literature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is, is is this going to be high up on your... Oh, yeah, it's up there. I'd say it's one is of the it? highlights of my year so far. Right. I, I want good. to play it for a second time because you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. You only have time to make so many choices in a playthrough. I take it as a multiple endings. No, I I do believe the path is linear, how you get there and how things happen. Certain things okay. are reflected, but I think yeah. it has a core story. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I want to play it. If I wasn't on a time limit for playing everything before a certain day, <laughs> yeah. I would just be doing a second run of this game. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying, actually, because I, I thought I had downloaded it, but I didn't. When obviously you <laughs> register for a pre-order, mm-hmm. I just assumed in the background it was that it was pre-downloading, but it wasn't. Of course, as you know, I've not had internet for a month in my new house, and I don't have it downloaded because I was actually going to try it the other night. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Again, it and Citizen Sleeper are great ones to play on the mobile. That mm-hmm. XCloud or Game Pass Mobile, whatever they're calling yeah. it now, has come along to leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I went through like. I'm only, like I say, I'm probably four and a half, five hours in, but mm-hmm. uh, if it continues with a similar sort of level of quality, which by all accounts it does, it's going to be pretty high in my game of the year list as well, I think. Nice. Definitely good stuff. Okay, Donny, your number three? My number three was PSVR 2, so it's um, you. Well, my number three was Pentiment, so we're Woo! shooting on now, so Punk, back to you for number two. Yeah, number two I tied in with Embracer, so we're we're steamrolling this now. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the uh, legacy so, of Kane. Cool. So well, my number two is the unbelievable success of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um which after ten days brought in one billion dollars. Um I don't know if you heard me, but cod shite. <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 is pretty good. <laughs> Check out my review on the website. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it, after 10 days, they take a billion dollars in, in revenue for Modern Warfare 2, which is um, pretty fucking impressive. But mm-hmm. the segue for bringing this up wasn't just to say, listen, pat on the back, well done for Activision, not exactly a shock. The segue was how this then links into Sony, Xbox, the nightmare scenario of news that's going on at the moment you know i started thinking to myself what does that what does that billion dollars represent and if you look at the stats yeah it brings it a lot yeah if you look at the stats 70 percent of call of duty sales are on playstation so that's we'll call it 700 million even if you play that down 
and just say 500 million launched on it on PlayStation consoles. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Sony take 30% of that, again, you play it down a little bit, you say $150 million. So PlayStation made $150 million in 10 days on a game they didn't develop, produce, or distribute, only paid for a little bit of exclusivity and obviously bits of marketing. Mm-hmm. And it's a frightening amount of money, given the fact that you know Sony released a quarter two um, profit figures, and PlayStation made just under three hundred million in quarter two. Obviously, there was no there was no games released or big games released, so it's half of that profit in ten days. Again, they didn't make. And if you take it a little bit further, it's effectively the bulk of sort of probably most of God of War Ragnarok's budget. Now I know that's not how it works, but it's still mm-hmm. big picture stuff. It's basically that budget of that game paid for in fucking Call of Duty sales. You know, and, and you know, like over the last four months, we've all, all of us here, whereas Discord, Twitter, on this podcast, have slagged off Sony. We've all said Sony have been hip- hypocritical, they are. Why Jim Ryan fucking flying to Belgium, look at him, what the fuck? We've all slagged them off for that. You know, Sony acting like a acting like children over this deal. But there's 150 million reasons why, and now you get it. Now we all get why this is so fucking important. Because this is huge money, and um, yeah, Call of Duty is just not going away. It's a it's a frightening array of money, and uh, and, and fair play to the team over there because they put a fucking lot of love into it. Anyway, that's for sure. And there we it go. wasn't supposed to be really good. Yeah, listen, Evan. You know, you mentioned about DMZ. I've never, I haven't played uh, Warzone Two, but I didn't play the first. I don't really know what it was, to be honest with you. Not my cup of tea, that type of game. But what I've heard is very positive, and loads of people loving that DMZ mode, mm-hmm. that new mode they've brought out. Um, I've I've yet to read a negative about it at all. And the fact that I think it's still in beta, I think, which is an excuse to say, listen, guys, it's a little bit buggy. Um, but by all accounts, it's fucking good. Um, so that billion dollars now, 20 days later, is probably a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I get it now. You know, now, now, like I said, that's this is real money. This is huge cash money with nothing coming off it. Other than, like I said, bits of marketing, bits of uh, exclusivity. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 a license to print money for Sony, and that's obviously <sighs> yeah. why they're they're fighting so hard for it. But I do, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I I do think they've got a little bit of tunnel vision where they're just thinking all they can think about just now is we need to do everything to not lose Call of Duty. And yes. like, don't get me wrong, it actually seems like with FTC getting involved and stuff like that now that like they're certainly. They've done a good job of yeah. fighting, mm-hmm. fighting their their case. But can I, can I just sorry just to put in I think I I don't think it's anything to do with Sony not getting Call of Duty. Sony know that Microsoft possibly Activision cannot afford to lose that game on PlayStation. It's nothing to do with them not being on PlayStation. It's one thing, and it's not putting it on Game Pass because Sony have been offered another ten years of this game. So they've got now till 2027-ish they've been offered and they're still fighting it. It's yeah, not about was the joke even when they got Bethesda because everybody imagined the games would still go to the Sony yeah. platform. Well, to it's be fair, you know... You clowns pay £70 for it. These clowns yeah. get it for free. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all about Game Pass. And PlayStation mm-hmm. do not want it on game. But now, for me, that's a cheek. You, you, you've got no right to dictate where Microsoft, Xbox sell that game. So that's a cheek. 
They've got a point mm-hmm. about obviously wanting it on their on their on their platform, giving them money in, in, in the player volume. Sure look at Minecraft, the yeah. business it does on Switch, Mobile, Sony, Steam. Crazy. Yeah. And it's my two kids play all the time. Game Pass, it doesn't affect where it sells elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think there is a lot to what you're saying, but I also do think that so what I was going to say was I I think Sony need to be a little bit careful at how much they are angering Microsoft because they have the definition of fuck you money and Mm-hmm. I, I still, I know the FTC getting involved, that could hold things up and people are like, oh, maybe the deal won't go through now. I don't think for a second this deal isn't going through. I still think it'll go through. There's too many people that are going to get too rich off it and anyone mm. that opposes it is going to get a backhander or they're going to get us something to sweeten the deal <laughs> and it's going to go through because that's the way the world works. And mm-hmm. I just think Sony do need to be a little bit careful of how much they are fucking Microsoft off here because... Like I'm not saying I don't think Microsoft will take Call of Duty off uh, PlayStation no, no platforms. Chance. I don't think they will. But if anyone thinks they can't, they're fucking lying to themselves. Microsoft yeah. are one of the few companies in the world that can afford to buy Activision and then just go fuck you. I'm not saying they're going to do it, and like, but people saying they can't afford to, I they fucking can. They're one of the biggest <laughs> companies in the world. They, mm-hmm. Microsoft have got enough money to buy Activision and shut the whole fucking thing down for a laugh. They won't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they could because they've, yeah, they, yeah. Are, they are that fucking rich. And like, I don't know, like Sony have used quite a few underhanded tactics to try and stall this deal. And I think, like I say, I think Sony are they're very single-minded at the moment on we just need to stop this deal at all costs. When the deal goes through, I just think... I would be. I would if I was Sony. I would on it. If I was Jim Ryan, I would have a little bit of concern at what the blowback here is going to be, because I feel mm-hmm. like once the deal goes through, they're going to go. We fucking remember every stupid hurdle that you put in front of us, and we're going to make <laughs> we're going to make something awkward for you because of it. Uh, Sony aren't doing anything that no other company in their position would do. Keep that in mind. This is all. This is all a big game as well. And Microsoft would be playing the same game. And Microsoft as a company have played the same game with other mergers as well. So it's not they're not doing anything underhanded or Microsoft weren't expecting. I will say that. There's they knew this was getting fought all the way. I don't I don't think they expected them to go this far. Oh definitely. No. They, they haven't really done anything. All they've done is put a case together. They haven't, they haven't done anything that wouldn't that wasn't expected. It's not as if they're fucking standing outside Microsoft HQ calling Bill Gates a cunt. It's kind of coming across (laughs) like that. Jim Ryan has been flying around the globe trying (laughs) to throw down blocks of wood anywhere he can. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they should spend a bit of this effort fortifying their own products to make it rival what Microsoft possibly could have someday so they can just go, so what if they've got Call of Duty? Look at the shit you've got. Where the fuck would you want Call of Duty? Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, I didn't agree with that comment. Said, but you know, essentially, they can't make anything like it. it doesn't say much for the ten live service games that are currently in production, which you would think. Oh, at the minute, this is a really. Persons. This is a fun stage of the debate. They're yeah. now saying how shit their own companies are against yeah. each other. Yeah. Sony have come out and said they've lied about the Game Pass subscriptions. They've actually got so many more than they're reporting. Actually, yeah. if you split the PC and the console, it's almost double. 
the ultimate should count as two subscriptions. And then <laughs> Xbox are going, oh, well, you know, we don't have those fantastic cinematic single-player experiences that you do. <laughs> yeah, they're actually slagging themselves off is great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very strange stage. They're both trying to appear as the underdog, and like, yeah. neither yes. are. Yeah, There's, there, was a, there was a good point that I thought PlayStation or Sony did make, which was, you, you know, you mentioned it, the Bethesda buy-over. Mm-hmm. Where you know, like they did say, or Phil Spencer did say, oh no, these games will remain on Sony. And sure enough, twelve months later, eh, eh, pulled. You know, um, they've got previous for it. That was a that was a perfectly valid point because well, again, after they honoured the deal with Deathloop and yeah, oh, uh, uh, t- Tokyo. To- uh, Tokyo, yeah, go yeah. Tokyo, yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, they got their exclusives for a year. Mm-hmm. Two fucking great exclusives, by the way. Mm-hmm. A nice sign to- of things to come. Seventy pound experiences that you can yeah. get for free. <laughs> Much to Jim's Ryan dismay. <laughs> Microsoft's best moment in this was about two weeks ago, when they had put out a statement talking about how I think it was it was something to do with about thirty million people or something like that had tried uh, X Cloud in the most in the last thirty days or something like mm-hmm. that. It was something like that, and then two days later to the CMA, they put a, had to put a thing forward saying, "I we're not even really uh, in the streaming space, and uh, <laughs> our, our, our streaming stuff's not even ready yet." And you're like, mm-hmm. two days ago, you just put out a fucking press release, bumming up how well you'd done. It yeah. looked awful next to each other, but you just yeah, they had to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they just got to do it. Yeah. To be honest with you, what the bit I found funny was was quite recently, which was it was Phil Spencer. I think it was on a podcast or an interview, and he was like, he basically said, "I don't know what the fuck Sony are talking about." Call of Duty he goes, "We care about Candy Crush." You know how many people fucking play that game? And he's fucking right, man. Honestly, like the mobile stuff's mental. Like my auntie and my dad, they play Candy Crush mm-hmm. every day. You get you get five lives a day, I think. Every day they play that. Not, they're not console oh, that He's like, fuck King. all of duty, I'll shut that shit down if you want me to, you know? <laughs> the king part of it, that is just oh, levels funny. money. The king, yeah. The, yeah. The king part is, that's the that's the bit, that that's that's the biggest chunk of that 69 billion. Mm-hmm. Not the fucking, not the Call of Duty stuff. That could, although I'm not saying it wouldn't be difficult to overtake Call of Duty, but games change all the time. You look back at the last 30 years and look how games have fluctuated up and down. 10 years is a long fucking time in gaming. It wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago Fortnite didn't exist. And look at it now. You know? Um, but the king part is crazy. Billions of people every day play mobile games that don't even touch a console. Yeah, and it's all right for Call of Duty. It gets a new release. These yep. mobile games, yep. they're year-round. They mm-hmm. are truly evergreen. Yeah, someone said, I didn't look it up, so don't quote me, but more people play Call of Duty mobile than play console. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true. I, I read it on a tweet, so I, I need to verify that. But again, even if you imagine, even if you say it was close to it, you're still thinking, fuck, that's impressive, you know? Well, mobile's massive in Asian markets, and yeah. that's what mm-hmm. people want to go for. If you look at music, cinema, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we're on to my number two, which is the return to Monkey Island. Sorry, return to Monkey Island, reaching the heights of the nineties peak, 
which I mean I think we'll agree like the nineties was the sort of glory period for point and click games. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. I was so pleasantly surprised with this game. Like when it was first announced, I was like, oh my god, Monkey Island's come back. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely buzzing. Then of course it was fucking uh, announced that it's going to be exclusive at first to the Switch and PC, and me being a trophy and achievement hunter, I was like, "Fucking ah, oh, can't play it. I need to wait. I'm going to have to wait." And I that fully was such ex- a strange decision and such a weird amount of time to be exclusive. Very strange. Like when it first happened, I was like, "Right, okay, Microsoft's flung some money at it. Fair, uh, sorry, uh, Nintendo's flung some money at it. Fair enough." Mm-hmm. And you thought it must be at least six months. So I was expecting sort of You'd assume that's time. the minimum. Mm-hmm. You would think so, yeah, but it was actually less than three. It was like yeah. two months. And so it would actually be interesting. I don't know. It's the type of thing you would never really find out, but I do wonder if sales were so disappointing that they were like, we need to just get this another console soon. And I don't know I if wonder if there the was like a threshold on the contract. If it didn't Maybe. meet this figure, then the timing deal yeah maybe fell through it, it could do because it was it, like you say it was a really strange amount of time and i've not heard anyone to mention just that, jump but... straight onto game pass too exactly yeah it was it was very very odd but i mean the game itself is just fucking brilliant it's so so good um say i'm playing tiny kin at the moment once i get that finished it's monkey island Nice, nice. So, you know, honestly, if you enjoy the old ones, it's 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 a joy. Mm. It really is. New art style that uh, I know hasn't resonated with everyone, but I saw when I saw screenshots of it, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Can I brush strokes and stuff like that? Doesn't it look a wee bit? <laughs> is it similar to Pentiment? You've watched the trailer, go, oh, I'm not sure, but once you're actually playing, that goes in motion. It's gorgeous. It really mm. is. <laughs> it's um, it's it's so detailed. It's so everything about it it's just absolutely brilliant and so even apart from the art style like it's got so many like great characters and returning characters like you've got LeChuck obviously is there like Murray mm-hmm. the head the uh, skull he's back like Wally <laughs> the map maker like it's it's a real almost like a kind of greatest hits like it's just it's so well done and one of the best parts about it is that they now have a casual and a hard mode because I love point-and-click games, but in most point-and-click games, there comes a point where you're like, I'm going to have to look at a fucking guide. What the fuck's going on? And it turns out you've got you've got to do something where you're like, I would never have figured that out. Like, my favourite point-and-click game ever is Grim Fandango, but there's a couple of times mm-hmm. in that game that I will concede that this the solution is fucking ridiculous. And if you figure that out yourself, you're a fucking wizard. So you almost have to be a mind reader for the designer because it might have made sense to yeah. them, but as an end user, it no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so what they do is the casual mode is by no means easy, but it just so it's the same. Most puzzles, I played hard mode and I played casual mode, and I found casual mode a lot more just fun because what mm-hmm. you found was so I played casual mode first and I. F- I found I only had to look up, I think, one thing uh, the whole time because I, I was like, God, all these puzzles are sort of making sense. This is really impressive. It's really well, it's really intuitive. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. And so then when I came to play it in hard mode, it was the same. Most puzzles started the same way, but then in the middle of them or at the end of them, there was like one or two extra steps. And some <laughs> of them were clever, but some of them you were just like, 
that's just annoying. And <laughs> and so the hard mode almost harkened back to that time of the nineties, whereas I felt like the casual mode was like this genre being brought into twenty twenty two. And yeah. it was just it was a total joy. Absolutely brilliant. Start to finish. I am looking forward to starting that. Yeah, definitely one of the best games this year for me. Ooh. Definitely. Busy year. Busy year and the year of the indie and small game as well. Though. Yeah, a plenty. A plenty. A plenty. <laughs> okay, on to our number ones then. What's yours, Punk? For number one, it would have to be the official Game Freak Twitter account announcing we can finally fuck them all. <laughs> so this one is a cheat because I am tying gaming in with Twitter itself. That's, That's fine. okay. That's okay. I'll allow it. Fuck. You have no power here, (laughs) don't you? I'm sure everybody has come across Twitter. For a while, I think they've done away with it now. You could get a verified blue tick if you paid money. Like some kind of idiot. I know. (laughs) What, what, What fucking idiots did that? Yeah. But a lot of people made... False pages pretended to be somebody else or a company or similar and looked official. Yes. Somebody became a very official looking Game Freak page and announced that we would be able to make sweet love to our pocket monsters. <laughs> so, did you guys get caught out? I know Nintendo and Valve were the big ones. I'm surprised Half Life 3 wasn't announced by the Valve guys. There was, there was, uh, what one did I get caught out with? It was, uh, I think I got caught out with one as well. And do you know what? It was one that it wasn't even fucking obvious either. It was a stupid account. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I should know better. See, I, I, know d- better. I didn't because I don't see that many tweets. The only tweets I really see is people when they reply uh, to something I've sent out. So I did actually miss most of it. But one that I thought was really funny was like, it was like the Twitter support had like tweeted out saying, Oh, we've we've done such and such, and then some. Then someone had replied, and it was like Twitter support too, and they'd blue tick, and they wrote, "No, we fucking haven't." <laughs> <laughs> just it was just an absolute riot for about three there days. There was even a fella he tweeted Elon Musk and said, "I didn't realize I wouldn't be able to change my handle after I verified. I don't want to be known as I think it was a Christmas or something." And he said, oh, don't worry, I've set it up so you can change your user handle now. And he replied as, Elon Musk is a cunt, thank you. (laughs) Sometimes I just fucking adore the internet. (laughs) See, that's essentially what happened to to me, actually. Thinking that I could be a wise-ass, sign up for the blue tick, change my name, make a cunt of someone, and all would be right in the world. Uh, turns out I was too late to the punch, and you couldn't change your name once you're blue ticked. So, you sad bastard. Yeah. So yeah, but 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 what I will say is the fifty percent less adverts is a godsend actually, because mm-hmm. Twitter is horrific with adverts. So I've kind of enjoyed the break, but yeah, I'll um, you've reminded me I need to go and fucking cancel next month's <laughs> six quid. I thought they'd done away with it. I'm assuming if you have it, you still carry on. Oh, right, okay. But I'm not taking mm. the risk. Here. I'm not paying another six quid to look like a fucking bell end. Do you mm. know the amount of people? Oh, you like, can do that for I mean, people. 
Well, yeah, the amount of people that reply to you saying, hey, hey, blue tick, hey, what opinion have you got? Like, my opinion matters less because I have a blue tick. It does. <laughs> Honestly, it's fucking annoying. You make a valid point, hey, profile checks out, blue tick, hey. Go fuck yourself, prick. Blue prick. Blue prick. Fuck, the peasants without the blue ticks can get the fuck. See, the thing is as well, the thing that's so annoying about it and so weird about it is all they had to do was make it a different coloured tick. Well, they are doing now. There's three coming out. Something different. Do you know what I mean? How Mm -hmm. fucking hard was it? Imagine not anticipating the internet would take the piss. It's incredible. Within like three days, they had a little thing under folks' account that said official. Official. And it had a tick that was in Mm -hmm. black and white. And we're like, how can the self-professed smartest man in the world not have foreseen this? It was... Welcome to the internet, you fucking rich diamond prick. He literally just exposed himself. Emeralds. Close enough. Same. <laughs> Emerald diamond is the same fucking little kids breaking their fingers, digging them out so his daddy can be a fucking billionaire. Sure. <laughs> well, how are we all finding Hive now that Twitter has died? Slow going. It's, it's a good, I like it. I like it, and it's same. a good interface. But it's it. I you open it up and go for a piss and come back, and you might have been able to yeah. see something. Mm-hmm. See, see. I mean, Twitter will never shut down. We all know that. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean to say we have to stay on it. But I, it'll be good once just, the once the server's not a fucking Dell laptop from twenty ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but good. No, listen. It's a good. And what 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 they what they want to do with it is quite admirable. Um, mm-hmm. Which is easy saying until the investors come in, obviously, because mm-hmm. Twitter started off as a quite That's a the nice way. place as well, you know. Yeah. But I don't know how long I spent reading people talking about leaving Twitter. I said, "What? Why are you talking about it? Just go." I thought this was an Irish thing where people said goodbye twenty times and then stayed for a cup of tea. <laughs> but no, it seems to be an international problem. It used to happen on forums back in the day and you had forum and people would, would get upset and they'd, put, they'd make a new thread. I'm leaving. I'm leaving the Celtic forum because Donnie upset me. You know? <laughs> yeah, shit like that happened all the time. And then you get banned and then nobody had to do it anymore. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Right, Donnie, your number one? Uh, my number one is the incredible God of War Ragnarok. Never heard of uh, it. Yeah, never heard of it. Um, oh, shade. Launched this month, within a week, sold 5.1 million copies. Um, yeah, I thought that was impressive. Um, it sold half yeah. as many as Pokemon in twice the time. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Who'd have thought? Pokemon. And 90, I think it's got a 94 on Metacritic. What's Pokemon got again? 74? Um, and it's it's just incredible. It's fucking incredible. And what it actually did was actually made me appreciate some other games more as well. It's, it's, um, oh, actually, I, I, I've joked about this, but it is true as well. Since I finished it, I can't, I'm, I'm not enjoying anything. I've got, well, I'm calling it post Ragnarok depression in that I'm not really playing anything else because nothing else is sticking. You're not um, alone. It's been like a fucking morgue on that Discord channel. I, 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 <laughs> I started playing a little bit of Death Door. Yeah, I'm playing Death Door. It's been, oh, it's been downloaded game. for months. So I thought, you know what, I'll finally play it. At least, at least it, that's a polar opposite game. Uh, and to be fair, do you know what, I did enjoy it. I played about an hour earlier on. Um, fine. It's fucking brilliant. But I'm just, 
it's nothing. Nothing's wetting the appetite at the moment. Oh, I will do nothing. I will do. I'm in the desk. And the thing is, because I've not got internet, as you know, there's nothing else fresh I can download anyway. So I'm basically stuck with what I have downloaded, um, which is Death's Door. It seems. Um, I love it so much. And uh, and have you got the platinum for it? Mm -hmm. Did you? You can't. Even I've got the platinum for that one. Have you? Yeah. Fuck. I guess I better now then. Real quality game. Yeah. So it's not too often to do that either. Aye, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousand G, I bet you, though. Uh, both, I think. Have you? Yeah. That's Switch as well. I can fucking fly through that game. <laughs> I just got to the bit where you um, get to the, the witch. Right, yeah. I've, I've done the three mm-hmm. areas in the uh, in the witch's area. Anyway, <laughs> I mentioned Ragnarok, not Death Door. So, fucking loving it. Uh, I'm so glad that... that Many people are appreciating it, given the fact that twenty five percent have completed it as well, which is a, which is a fantastic turnaround so early. And yeah, um, game of the year conversations are already interesting, <laughs> and they're going to get more interesting when fucking Bob Akili gets up, and then when we do our thing, Punk, when you do your thing, um, with the um, with the grumpy guys. So yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I, I would. I never put it in my top five just because I knew you were. Otherwise, it would have been. Um, I'm still probably about. I think you said about thirty percent of the way through it. Um, yeah. I've been playing a load of things, and I've just been. I mean, with this wedding coming up and different things, I've been really, really busy. But it's it's excellent. I really, really like it. I'm so, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that one. Because you see, if you'd said the contrary, me and you were going to fall out. You know? Oh no! I just, I, I genuinely, I think it's um, I think it's a much better game than 2018. I can't even fully put my finger on why, but I, I think that one of the things is the level design. Like, I feel like they've done a really good job of you going on a journey to somewhere. And then once that journey's done, you can get back to where you need to and out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really impressive. Like there is certain things that do stick out to me, like the, the way they've hidden the loading times and stuff like that. I do find a little bit grating and I get that. Especially that's on the I'd... PS5. Yeah. Aye. yeah but I know. I... We, we all, we all know the PS4. We know, we know, we know. It's because it's on PS4, and I think what they've yeah, done is... We get it. Like, with Spider-Man, they were able to give you the option to pretty much cut that out, but because yeah. because they've obviously had a focus on PS4 and put exposition in during those load times, then they now can't cut them for PS5 because you would then miss out on that part of the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they've, they've sort of... Yeah. See, it's funny. A little bit. Because see, the end game, obviously, when you've done everything, you've had all your conversations, see when you go through a door into the loading area. I know it's that sort of tree area. Mm-hmm. The loading door is in front of you instantly. It's yeah. just there. When there's, no, when there's no conversation to be had, it is just instant. Which it won't be on PS4. Absolutely. So, fucking uh, 30 seconds at least, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's it's obviously, like, those little things that have had to be sacrificed. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah no, I, I do. I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Like I, I said on this week's podcast, and I don't know what it is, but, the one thing I would say, and this is probably just me not being the biggest like Norse mythology guy and stuff like that, is when mm-hmm. I'm playing it, I'm really, really enjoying it. But I'm not when I'm not playing it, I'm not desperate to go back to it. Oh, really? 
And that's the only thing. Like, so the last couple of times I've played it, I've been like, oh, what should I play? And I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll play some Ragnarok. And as soon as I put it on, I'm like, I'm having a fucking brilliant time here. Whereas I've not, like, it's not like I put the PS5 on going, right, Ragnarok now. Whereas, and interestingly, like, I am doing that with Pentiment and I'm not doing it with Ragnarok. Mm. But when I'm actually playing it, I'm having a blast. Yeah. That's the only thing I would say, but that's maybe just to do with my gaming habits rather than... Mm-hmm. Like, you should always juggle in multiple uh, games, though. Yeah. What were you Actually, playing it as well? well? I finished it. I bounced off it and played Hades halfway through because uh, I I was not as hot on it as Donnie because I read that fucking review on Pure Dead Gaming. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you should have took a shower and had a coffee before writing that. <laughs> I felt greasy after reading it. It. Holy Christ. Was my review not good news? Brave and stunning so many times. Fuck Caitlyn Jenner, fucking voice Kratos. <laughs> What's your overall the thoughts on it then? It was a good ever. review. What What's your overall thoughts on the game? I possibly should save them for a certain show, but I. Ah, that's true. That's true. I thought no, it was like, the like safest, safest sequel I've ever played. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. It made me appreciate the first one a bit more too, but we'll better save some of it. Yeah. Oh brilliant, I can't wait. Wow. That's that's a great plug for the Grumpy wow. Gamers game of the year. Wow. Tune in, baby. I'm on it like wow. a car bonnet. <laughs> Tell you what, if Ben listens to this one, he'll be fucking getting me on as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's the no, only there way you are get standards. Safe, safe, safe. Oh, it's safe as houses. Safe, it's a bit as safe as a broken condom, you fuck. What? I'd say it's as safe as a Marvel sequel, and that opens Ludicrous. up another can of worms because it's Ludicrous. it's very MCU. It's definitely DLC, don't it? Ludicrous, honestly. And it's to charge money. £70 for fucking entry. Jesus Christ. I wish they charged me 200 Just oh, so. You would have paid it. <laughs> Hunger is the best spice when you're a Sony fan. Mm, I know, I know. Shame to have some games, huh? Anyway. Game, game of the year is going to be interesting. <laughs> absolutely game of the year. Fucking hell. By a long <laughs> way. By an absolute yeah. long way as well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the game of the year discussions. Mm, yeah. It's that good a game. It actually makes fucking, it makes me appreciate how good um, Horizon is as well. So push that up. <laughs> That's gone. That's pushed up at least one level. Oh, and it's even and it's even pushing a certain overrated game down, maybe a point or two. Oh, <laughs> you'll get cancelled. <laughs> this ain't a woke show, Craig. That's true. That's true. Right. Okay. Before we before we throw <laughs> put up our jukes, let's uh, move on to my number one then, which is. Xbox Game Pass having a fucking phenomenal month. Um, earlier in proceedings, I've talked about Pentiment. I've talked about Return to Monkey Island. Both of those mm-hmm. were available at no extra cost this month alone as part of Game Pass. Uh, even just to name a few others, you also got Football Manager 2023, which is a quality game. Vampire Survivors, which is one of the biggest indie hits of the year. Oh, that you is got... crack, that game. I've, I've downloaded it, but I've yet to try it. But I know Ooh. that everyone is absolutely mad on it. 
um, Somerville, which is the new game from the guy who created Limbo mm-hmm. Inside. Jess played through that, enjoyed it. Then there's Gungrave Gore, which did uh, under-deliver, but it's still a good bit of fun. Uh, Norco, which I have yet to play, but I have been told is... Yeah, I've I mean, got it downloaded one, too. It's one of the highest rated games of the year. Like, mm. if you were making a top 10 list out of Metacritic scores, it would be in the top 10 for this year, I think. The point-and-click um, style narrative games really seem to be coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, Insurgency Sandstorm also came to Game Pass this this month. It's got an 83 in Metacritic, and it's supposed to be a really good shooter. And then Soccer Story, which I've been really enjoying as well. And so that's nine games I've mentioned there, and that's just from mm-hmm. this month. Like People could genuinely have chucked gaming for the other 11 months this year dropped into Game Pass, picked up their <laughs> sub for a pound, uh, like Callum has, and you could make a compelling <laughs> you could make a compelling top five list for twenty twenty two out of Game Pass games this month alone. Like it's I mean, a lot gets said about Game Pass now it's it's great value and it is, mm-hmm. but that this month's been over and above. Like this is possibly the best month of Game Pass in a long, long time. <laughs> And it's just it yeah, even it's cleaning up for the Goldie show. It's just been Game Pass, Game Pass, Tiny Can, Citizen Sleeper, uh, Nobody Saves the World from the start of the year. Yeah. Monkey Island, Norco, as you said. It's just been constant. I, there hasn't been a gap in playtime this year. Yeah. Which is bad in a way because it's nice to go back and replay things. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Do not play yeah. retro games as much as I used to. Same. Because yeah. there's constantly something to be done. Yeah, that's why in the last sort of week I've been I've been firing up the old uh, old Game Boy and playing Pokemon Blue. I mentioned a bit of retro again just to kind of fill that little that little niche void I've mm-hmm. got. But I remember a few months ago, Punk me and you in the Discord, I remember we were speaking about Hades and I uh, went yeah. back and played it for about two two days. Just, oh God, I fucking love that game. I love to sit and play a I bit more of it, you know, but it's just started getting that, that time. Um, Steam Deck, and it was just to see how it ran on Steam Deck out of curiosity because it's in my library. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, four days later, I did my first escape. I was fuck, repeat, 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 repeat. It's just so good. Absolutely. And yeah, I just I think that there's a good chance that. that November on Game Pass is a sort of harbinger of things to come. Like twenty twenty three is already looking absolutely stacked on game. I mean, even just the game. Well, is this not the Xbox thing? The next year always looks brilliant. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot Until of this is not party yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the thing is, they they need it though. They, they, everything's in the past now. You know, like twenty twenty one. You know, twenty twenty two. Yeah. But they, they they need this now. Next year has to be hot. And I don't yeah. just mean throwing money at third-party games that like they've done all year. I mean, they need to start making their own shit. And they need to start bringing their own AAA stuff out. And they and, and what's coming out next year is frightening. I've said this before. It's a year, it's a year of Xbox next year. has to be. Mm-hmm. Even, just from, at, even just from third-party, though. You're looking at, like, even if somehow Microsoft internally... But that's not good enough, Craig, though. Two no, years not, after that console launch, yeah. that's not good enough. It's not, but even if they do shit the bed, it's going to be an incredible year. Aye, but, but not... But, yeah. All these games day no one. real uh, major yeah, releases it's a, this year, and the Xbox hasn't been unplugged year-round. There has yeah. always been something coming up in rotation. 
yeah, it's a, it's a good year for the blank checkbook is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not a good year for Xbox and Xbox Studios. Next no. year is the good year. Yeah, but that's what assuming I'm... it all comes out. Even even listen, even if seventy percent of it comes out, it's an impressive fucking year. Um, but it has to be. My number one wasn't Xbox; it was Xbox Game Pass. And yeah. even mm-hmm. if Microsoft don't release a single third part, uh, first party game next year, Xbox Game Pass is going to be fucking ridiculous. Ah, well, like there's I'm a list to... online of stuff that's already been confirmed for Game Pass, and it's mental. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. I have to mental. mention the streaming to the phone as well. That has crept in. I. Not a fan of streaming at all, yeah. but yeah, that crept in. That those fifteen minutes at lunchtime really add up. Yeah, same as Craig's the hour lunchtimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get three hours three hours a week in a lunchtime. Ah, oh, here we go, here we go, punk. Not not like you. <laughs> I do my hours. Aye, you completed stray during your lunch break. I remember that. That's right, yeah, that's right. Doesn't <laughs> even fucking lunch, finish uh, games yeah. for reviews. Well, yeah, well, I've got commitments, punk, you know. <laughs> need, to get those, need to get those reviews on for Craig, get those clicks. Mm-hmm. Got to pay for his wedding somehow. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Right, well, so that, yep, that was a good, I would say that was a good mix for a top five, as always. Mm-hmm. Lots, of, lots of variation in there. <laughs> uh, we didn't, didn't get as far into the Ragnarok debate as we may have, but I'm sure oh, there's a just... lot more of there's a lot more of that to come. Don't worry. Oh, the fucking DMs I'm going to get after that episode goes up, <laughs> and it's going to be that jittery, high pitched Donny. You can't even fucking type properly. And, and when you say um, actually, um, it's going to be great. Was that your impression of me? Oh, you giddy fuck! <laughs> have, have you ever heard an episode back? Of yourself, I, I do listen to some of them. Yes, I say that really sharp intake. The pitch goes up. Oh, the high pitch kicks in. Giddy, no space. <gasps> <laughs> it's fucking hard work to listen to. But that's but that's but that's what happens, punk. When when you when you push my buttons, when you make when you make you ridiculous push your own comments, buttons, you've got quite good at it. You know, you know. That's Nobody else is pushing your buttons these, this weather. And you make these ridiculous comments like Ragnarok They're not is ridiculous. Just okay. They are opinions. You either agree with them or you don't. Make a good case of why you don't agree with them. Don't get shrill and just go, no, no, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Tom will be having an aneurysm. You're wrong. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> anyway, I think we've went, that's probably about an hour and a half we've went now. Um, yeah, that was a nice swift one, yeah. Aye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always has. <laughs> when we yeah. get together, too much to talk about. Um, yeah, right, well, let's call it there then. Let's, let's get Brave the and stunning episode. It was, it was a very brave episode letting you come back on. Very brave um, of me. A bit like Ragnarok. Very brave game. As if it was welcome. up to you. <laughs> right, let's get some plugs in, punk. I am the what the fuck do you want guy. I can be found at what the fuck do you want. What do we talk about? Whatever the fuck you want. I've been practicing. Nice. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And Donny? Um, what's my Twitter again? <laughs> what is it this week? Don't know. Oh, no fucking idea. Something. I've got him muted. Donny's tweets with a Z. That's it, with a Z. Yes, I'm still on that. Yep. Yes. Get me on Twitter on that. 
Just look for the blue tick so that you know it's authentic. <laughs> it's the real deal. What's your hive? Say, uh, no, the Donny. The Donny. Someone, someone had taken Donny already. What the fuck? The fawns over here. <laughs> the fawns. <laughs> hey. Yep, and we are Pure Dead Gaming on everything. Twitch, which doesn't really get used. YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> Hive now, and uh, puredeadgaming.com. Uh, you can find our episodes, weekly episodes, every Thursday at 3pm, and then these special Afterlife episodes at the end of each month with some games revisited in the middle of the month when we have time, which might not be very often during 2023, but we will work It'll be me or Ben. Out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Meant to say as but well, yeah. Craig, and pass it on to Jessica and Andy wasn't on. Congratulations on the one hundred. Thank you very much. Yeah, I did. Well done. Get that far. <laughs> very impressive, you, and to not miss a week. Yeah, a hundred Thursdays in a row was pretty good. I'm slightly disappointed that we hadn't been cancelled by now. I was hoping for some sort of outrage to come along and. Yeah, I'm in that boat too. Uh, still coming. Uh, you will be the one that you will be the downfall on Absolutely. But yeah. But yeah, everyone, thanks for listening and we will catch you all again very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Night, night.